You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kyle Odegaard. Kyle, how you doing, bud? Good. How you guys doing? There he is. Kyle. Uh, we see us two kids on the screen. Cute yeah, little. yeah. Kyle, Kyle had to join by phone today. He has uh, okay. two two young ones that uh, he's going to have to tend to here pretty soon. So we, I, I'm really appreciative of, of your time for, for the next uh, few minutes uh, before you get a turn back to dad duty. Yeah, those two are the reason why it's uh, hit or miss for me on these things. But happy to join and, and talk some Cardinals for sure. Are, that, are they twins? Yeah, twin girls, almost eleven awesome. months old. Wow, that's awesome. Beautiful. Kyle, uh, Kyle used to work for the Arizona Cardinals, did a lot of podcasts over there, a lot of content over the weekend. Kyle, I must say, and I'm not trying to just toot your horn because you're on the show, but Kyle putting out some fire content on twitter so if you're not filing following kyle uh you need to be especially for cardinals content um kyle, i want to kind of dive into some of your tweets um over the last couple of days you know you, you had mentioned like jace whitaker's snap percentage being 94 percent compared to isaiah simmons uh 33 you know on the post game show the other day we were pretty critical although that the defense held the Rams to 20 points Vance Joseph and what he's doing what do you what do you make of that yeah I mean it's tough because you see that and you see a former top 10 pick is only playing a third of the time and you wonder why but then you look back at week one and you saw the way he got roasted in coverage over and over so it's like I don't know I feel like you're kind of between a rock and a hard place where Vance Joseph wants his really athletic talented player out there but if he can't cover guys I don't think he's a super great guy rushing the passer I mean what's what's Isaiah Simmons strength right now so uh, I kind of understand why they're doing it long term I think Isaiah Simmons will be in the lineup but this is probably a wake-up call like hey we need you to perform better and you have this gift of being this athletic freak but it has to translate better and I I do think his snaps are going to go up as we move forward but I I just feel like personnel Wise, the Cardinals on defense are not what they need to be. I think it's going to be a struggle. I don't put this on Vance Joseph at all. I think they don't have the players to be successful, and they faced three good quarterbacks so far, so it might get better. But I don't foresee them being a top ten group like they've been the last two years. Well, isn't this weekend the real test here? You get Baker Mayfield, who all things considered has not been great. You know, at this point, this is a far different team, the Carolina Panthers. Yes, on the road than than what you've played the last few weeks. So hopefully they can turn that around. But, you know, your your one tweet that I just saw everybody retweeting was you said how looking at how the Dolphins, the Eagles are performing. Uh, shouldn't the Cardinals be in a similar spot? I, I just when I started thinking about that and I was like, man, he's spot on. 
Like when we look at those teams, when we look at our offense, this is what we expect, right? Yeah, and that's kind of my issue with where the Cardinals organization is at right now. Like you have this premium five-year window of a star quarterback on a contract that's way less than his market value. And in two years, Kyler Murray's cap hit is going up to $45 million or whatever it's going to be. So it's going to be a lot harder to put talent around him. Right now, it's only at 12 or $13 million, like with the Eagles, like with the Chargers, the Bills. I mean, all these teams have kind of done this. The Dolphins, where they have a cheap quarterback. Look at the Jaguars now playing well around Trevor Lawrence. Like, this is the time to strike, and I feel like the Cardinals might be missing a very important window when they have Kyler Murray on a low-cost contract. So obviously there is a little bit of time to turn it around, but we're talking about a two-year window right now, and 2022 hasn't been uh, super great so far. We can see if maybe they get to that point. Obviously they started last year looking like a team like that, but ever since D-Hop went down, it has not been what these other teams are. And you wonder, like, is the roster good enough to get to that point when it should be? I think expectations should be pushing hard in the playoffs, making a Super Bowl when you have Kyler Murray this cheap. And it just doesn't seem realistic for the Cardinals right now. And, you know, something that I always wondered was, or what I was excited for when we drafted Kyler Murray was you had the Seahawks with Russ, you had the Rams at the time with Goff back then when, when they got those guys, right? They had their rookies on, on the rookie QBs on those small contracts. They pushed all the chips in, brought in tons of talent and, and try to surround that young quarterback with as much talent as possible to try to win a championship quick. Obviously, Rams made a pivot. You know, certain things were moved around. It worked for Seattle. They won a ring. But I was thinking that was what the Cardinals would do. And, and I don't think that's ever happened, right? Like, I don't feel like, yeah, they've acquired guys like J.J. Watt and, uh, you know, a trade for Hop. Th- things have happened, but it just hasn't felt to the same I guess capacity, right? It hasn't, it hasn't felt like we've maximized Kyler's contract to, to what you're saying. But on that note, uh, we talked about on the post game show the other day about the big impact that guys are making with their new teams. Christian Kirk, 267 yards and three touchdowns uh, in through three weeks. Uh, Chase Edmonds had a great showing the other day. Was this a mistake not retaining these guys or attempting to retain these guys? Because it, it felt like we didn't even really try. We just knew we were going to let them go. And, you know, you kind of chose Connor over Edmonds and Kirk, you felt was expendable. And, and obviously he got a huge contract, so it, it offset that thought. But what do you think on that? Yeah, I think I think they did choose Connor over Chase Edmonds. And if you followed me on Twitter at all, I, I do think that was the wrong choice. I think Chase Edmonds is uh, considering what their contracts were, where basically Chase Edmonds got a one year, six million dollar guaranteed from Miami. James Connor got two years, around twelve million from the Cardinals, so uh, or maybe fourteen million from the Cardinals. So I think for the value chase Edmonds would have been better they did want christian kirk back and i can understand why you balked at that price once he got into the 17 million dollar range the cardinals couldn't afford that and i don't blame them for not getting christian kirk they wanted him back at a lower number but obviously it didn't happen um but yeah i mean going back to your point about not pushing all in i think it's a good one where in year two, they got DeAndre Hopkins, and then in year three, J.J. Watt, and they made some more moves. And I thought year four was going to be the culmination of it in the offseason, adding guys and then you know really maybe mortgaging the future a little bit because that's what you have to do, trading picks, signing guys, and back. Was it because was it the Kyler push for the contract? 
that that they weren't he did that they weren't able to do that this year. No, because you always figure that in, and and they knew that these two years they were going to have him cheap. So no matter yeah. what, what no matter what he signed for, they knew they had him cheap these next two seasons. It was so it I'm still not sure why happen. they did it. What's yeah. that? So it still could have happened at that point. Yeah, yeah. Like, and now you look at the edge rushing issues, the cornerback issues that everybody pointed to all off season that seem like pretty big weaknesses unless things turn around. So, you know, it's 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 a long season. I get that, and it's only been three games. And I don't want to say what they did for sure didn't work, but all signs are pointing toward like, hey, you should have been more aggressive this off season within this window. You touched on James Conner a couple of minutes ago about, you know, Chase Edmonds over him. Uh, James has been this run game as a whole and not just James, but how much are they to blame for this slow start? Connor uh, is averaging three yards a carry this season, third worst among running backs. And like you said, he was brought back on a three-year, $21 million deal. Like, how much do we put this on the, on the run game? Or, or does that go to Cliff for maybe we're just not calling as many runs? Yeah, I understand why you're not calling runs with the way the game script has gone. I mean, in the second half, if you're down double digits, you can't really run. But if you're more efficient running the ball in the first half, you're probably not trailing like you have been. So I I think it's a bit uh, astounding to me that they're not better running the ball when you have Kyler Murray as this rushing threat where you, you see him on the options where he's got the ability to hold that ball and he's at least freezing a defender and giving better numbers to the running back. So I feel like they should always be a top five, top 10 rushing group just because of the threat of Kyler Murray. And it happened in 2019 when, when Cliff Kingsbury got here. And since then they've just gotten worse and worse. And like you said, this year, three yards of carry, is not going to help you offensively. So if they're averaging four, four and a half, that's a, a big deal and a lot different. And then you can do more in the passing game. So I agree that like if they can get that run game going, all of a sudden you're not one dimensional and then you can take some shots. We're going to, my last question for you is going to be completely centered around this offense. And I want you to solve all of the Cardinals problems. So be prepared <laughs> here, but I've been very harsh on cliff Kingsbury and uh, maybe not warranted, maybe warranted just depends how uh, us fellow fans uh, feel about it. But uh, the Cardinals are 31st in team efficiency per uh, football outsiders. Is it just the missing pieces, the injuries? Like what, what do you think is wrong with this offense? Yeah, it's, it's a tough question, and I don't want to be too hard on the offense knowing that there is no DeAndre Hopkins and there is no Rondale Moore because I think when you do get those two guys back, we've seen what Hollywood Brown can do. Obviously, you know what Kyler can do. Like I, I think that passing game can still be pretty good, but if those guys come back and you're only average, I think that's a pretty big red flag. Like When you're healthy, Cliff Kingsbury should be this guy that you've touted as a schematical I wouldn't want to say genius, but above average schematically good at play design. Like that's his forte. That's what he was brought in to do. So I think you need to definitely be above average offensively when you have those guys. Well, I'll wait and see a little bit once D hop gets back. But at this point with the way the defense is playing, like you've got to be pretty great on offense to really make a run. And, and right now they haven't shown any of that. Hey, Kyle, on uh, so the, the Cardinals have, I think the numbers are right. They've won nine of their last 10 road games. They've lost seven straight at home. What's the deal at home? What's your opinion on that? It's just random, I think. I don't think like 
their worth at home. I don't think going on the road moving forward is a good thing. You always want to play at home. I, I think it coincided with the D-hop injury last year and their slide. Like, I, I don't put any stock into it. They could very well go out and lose to the Panthers on the road and then maybe go home and upset the Eagles. Like, I don't think it it tells us anything. It, I think it's, it's kind of a bummer as a Cardinals fan if you're going to games and you watch them lose over and over and over. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's probably like, no fun. Like me? Like me? Yeah. yeah. I appreciate spending all that money and seeing losses at home. It's been real fun, Kyle. But hey, when you guys travel, at least it's going well. Yeah, there you go. That's why we started the travel, Kyle. You get it. This man gets it. (laughs) But I I don't think it's I don't think it's predictive in any way. I just think it's kind of this random thing going on right now. Well, Kyle, we we appreciate your time. Thank you for all the insight, Kyle. Kyle, where can everyone find you? Obviously, we plugged your Twitter a little bit, but give us all the handles. I, I know what you you left the Cardinals. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing now, and and plug yeah, get all your your stuff in here. Yeah, so I'm doing uh, looking at more of a sports betting angle. I'm the sports editor for uh, the website Compare.bet, where we look at you know sports betting and different things on our website. So if, if people want to check out my articles, they can go to compare.bed. And if you also want to learn more about sports betting in general, you can check it out there. Mm. Awesome. We'll have to bring you on a Thursday show so you and Gunnar can uh, <laughs> sports bet off. Well, well, before uh, you go, they have it at 42 and a half. Real quick, I, I'm just going to add this in. Speaking of the sports betting, they have the over-under at 42 and a half. Is that a little low? Um, yeah, that seems low to me offhand. I haven't looked at it too much, but Unless we get another 20 well, to, saw, 20 yeah, to 12 saw, bar well, burner. 39 and a half uh, this last week. I don't remember the teams, but it was 30. I was like, 39? Yeah. I didn't see one that low. But, I mean, to me, 42 and a half seems kind of low. Unless they're thinking rain, you know, because that Hurricane Ian's kind of heading up that way this weekend. That's true. And the Cardinals have been playing a lot slower. I think they almost realized, like, we don't have hop. We don't have Rondale. And we need to slow games down. And they're, they're not doing the tempo. You figure Baker Mayfield isn't great at quarterback. So, I can understand what they're doing, but also like Baker Mayfield might throw a pick six and you got seven points right there too. So I, w- I would lean over on that initially and I have to look at it more though. You're saying a defensive touchdown by the Cardinals is a good bet. <laughs> it was uh, a good bet last week, Gutter. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't score. They got that. Uh, I you know. know. They, yeah, but uh, I like that defensive touchdown prop. So Anytime going against Baker, I think it's in play. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's Thanks, Kyle, Kyle Odegaard at Kyle underscore Odegaard on Twitter. Uh, make sure you follow him each and every all, all the time. I mean, great follow all the way around. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. See you. Thanks, man.